Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martini's coming up. Yep, Greg's on a little vacation. Jim Garrity's here. I'm Chad Benson. Thanks so much for joining us. A little Three Martini's Day. We give it to you the good, the bad, the crazy. And uh, Jim, let's jump straight into it. Uh, Pelosi. People are going, did you just screw up the whole infrastructure deal, which is a possibility with Pelosi? She could screw anything up. I think we all know that. But uh, uh, have you done something that is so amazing that even the Democrats are shaking their heads? Yeah. You know, all a pundit over at Hot Air summarizes it pretty well. Uh, Look, there's definitely a good cop, bad cop dynamic going on amongst the Democrats. Joe Biden wants to pose the bipartisan healer who's willing to reach across the aisle and get the two parties to work together again and all that kind of happy kumbaya talk. But Democrats want all the spending they want to get. So the plan had been to put the popular stuff and the stuff that we would genuinely consider to be infrastructure in what we're called, it's called the bipartisan bill, the one that uh, the handful of Republican senators like Mitt Romney and Rob Portman and Cassidy down in, in Louisiana had agreed to. And all of the stuff Republicans won't support, they'll put it in another bill, but they're going to do that through reconciliation, where they would only need 50 votes. So they don't need any, Demo- any Republicans to sign on, assuming that all 50 Democratic senators uh, stick together on it. And they just have Kamala Harris break the tie. The problem is, obviously, if you're a Republican, you want to pass the bipartisan one, you don't want to pass the, the, the partisan one. And, you know, the whole brouhaha last week was Biden basically saying, as far as he's concerned, these two things are linked. You don't get one without the other. And therefore, Republicans sign on to the bipartisan bill, but they don't get to stop the partisan bill. And this had the Portmans and Romneys and Cassidy's of the world saying, whoa, 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 this is not what we signed on for. You're changing the deals after the terms of the deal after we agree to it. We're off. And it looks like Republicans have gotten back on board with this. But now Pelosi is saying the House isn't going to vote on any of this stuff until the Senate votes on both. And that they will then pass both of them. So basically they'd have to, uh, uh, you know, pass both the smaller infrastructure bill, uh, which has the Republican support and the bigger one. Uh, before the House votes on either. Well, in that case, if you're the if you're the Republic, Senate Republicans, why would you sign on to this? Because basically you're saying, you know, the Democrats have to get both of them. Um, you know, this is, in, uh, having already seen the, the, you know, Republicans walking, saying, all right, no, no, you changed the terms. We're not, we're not staying on board. We're, we're you know, we're out of here. On the After Biden's comments, there's really no reason they should be act, reacting any differently to what Pelosi said. So it's kind of up in the air and you've now got also, by the way, interestingly, some of the House centrist Democrats who are saying, wait a second, wait a second. The whole point of the bipartisan bill is to kind of, you know, one, you know, that there's a broad agreement. We need this kind of spending. This is not the controversial stuff. This is the stuff that everybody can get behind. It would be a genuine accomplishment for the Biden administration. And we're totally on board with this. Why are the progressives threatening to blow this up? Why is Nancy Pelosi insisting we have to do both? Uh, so, you know, because this risks losing everything. So, We'll see what happens, but there is now this new, much more intense grumbling there. Um, bad news for the Republicans is that Manchin says he's on board with a Democratic-only reconciliation bill on infrastructure. Um, but having said that, he's got an idea of how big it should be in his head. You know, you know it's, the, the Democrats have so little margin for error on this that I think if, you know, uh, if, 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 if Pelosi continues to have this kind of hardball tactics towards the rest of it, the chance of some significant portion saying, no, 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 this is not what we agreed to, to hell with this, 
and kiboshing the whole thing seems much more likely to me. So we'll see how this shakes out, but it does feel like Pelosi, the brilliant tactician and strategist we're constantly told about, may have just marched her team into a box canyon one more time. Yeah, well, you know, you got to think about what do these people think about the most, Jim? It's about holding on to power. And Nancy, you know, was like, well, this is the last time I'm going to run to be, you know, you know, the, the thought process is she's going to turn all the gavel if they, the, if they lose, if they, if they win. But you and I both know she's trying to keep some of the progressives happy because they're grumblings and they're frustrated because it's never enough money to spend everybody else's money and they want to spend it more. So she's trying to show that she can evolve and be woke and and do all these things and still be strong because she's not looking at stepping away. These people have to be dragged out of there or buried in there because they love the power that comes with it and they love the prestige. And she's trying to play a bigger part in this and in doing so she may have just put her high heels in her mouth yeah you know, this continues a pattern of overestimating how much leverage she has over all of this i mentioned you know how small her uh house majority is but what's more you don't get joe manchin on board if he doesn't if there's no republican signing on manchin has made that very very clear at least for this you know for one part of this he's open to the other one being through reconciliation but he doesn't if he was open to the idea of let's pass the whole thing through reconciliation and who cares if any republicans sign on he would have said that at any point in the past six months people have been saying to manchin are you going to change your mind on the filibuster they've said to cinema if you change your mind look these centrist and you know you can we can just we can argue about how centrist they are but these non-progressive democrats have been very clear about where they stand from the very beginning. They want a bipartisan bill. If you want a bipartisan bill, you have to get the Republicans on board. And the only way for Democrats to do that is let's pass the bipartisan bill and then we'll take our chances on the, the, the more partisan bill. That's the only way this sequence works. There's no way you pass the partisan one and then get the Republicans to come on board with the bipartisan one. And so there's no way you get both. The only, you have one shot if you do it through the right sequence. If you don't do it in the right sequence, you can't do it that way. Um, yeah. I don't know. We will see. I would not be the least bit surprised if uh, uh, convinced that she's, uh, uh, you know, got, got the better leverage. She walks away from the deal with magic beans uh, instead of some, you know, the, the meat and potatoes. Is that a good? Well, a good I, I know uh, one way or another, there's going to be a lot of pork. Ah, uh, there you go. That's that's the metaphor I was looking for. There we go. All right. So why are Chad and Jim talking about barbecue? Well, the best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken and the best salmon you're, up, you're ever going to eat will not come from the grocery store. You will only find it on the family farm and caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. And that is why you need moinkbox.com. Yeah. Let's talk about Moink's box, if you will. Delivered grass-fed, grass-finished beef, lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon direct to your door, helping family farms become financially independent outside of big ag. The animals are raised outdoors. The fish swim in the wild ocean. Moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormone sugar, and all the other junk and yuck that you find in prepackaged in the meat aisle. You know what I'm talking about. Sign up at moinkbox.com slash three martinis. You're going to get a year of free bacon. Oh, that's amazing, dude. Free bacon? Did you know that, Jim? Uh, yeah, I'll take a year of free bacon. Uh, and it's incredible. So you can change what you get each month. You can cancel anytime. Uh, it's it's Moinkbox, man. It's the best. Mm, and Moink was founded by an eighth generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he has ever tasted. And we're pretty sure you'll agree. Jamie Sinoff, creator of the Ring Video Doorbell, invested in Moink. Now, 
Join the Moink movement today by going to moinkbox.com. That's M-O-I-N-K-B-O-X.com slash martini. Right now, and listeners to this show will get free bacon for one year. That is bacon. one year of the best bacon you will ever taste, but only for a limited time. Once again, it's spelled M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash martini, moinkbox.com slash martini. Bacon. I love bacon. Bacon <laughs> is delicious. You know what else is delicious? Let's go from our good to our bad. And uh, it's delicious watching New York continually screw up. And they've, I don't even know what to say at this point in time about the, they're, they're beating Iowa at Iowa's game of not doing elections right, uh, especially primaries. So this one, though, takes the cake because uh, there's 135,000 what inside of what? All right, so yes, if people are saying, wait a minute, didn't they talk about this yesterday? Yesterday, Chad and Jim were talking about the ludicrously long uh, deadline for how long you, you're allowed to mail in your absentee ballot. It has to be postmarked by Election Day, which was last Tuesday, but you had up to, I believe, today to get your absentee ballot in there. And, you know, it's, 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 none of this is being sent from one side of the state to the other. It's from, sent from New York City. You know, seven days is a very long time. Insert your Newman from Seinfeld joke here. But this is totally different. Because this is on Tuesday, the New York City Board of Elections released what was supposed to be the preliminary tally of voters' preferences in the Democratic mayoral primary. Remember, they're using ranked choice voting system where they had 13 candidates and of them, you could rank up to five of them in your order of preference, one, two, three, four, five. Um, And so that tabulation suggested after counting more than 124,000 ballots, the race had tightened significantly. Eric Adams, the Brooklyn Borough president and former police captain, looked like he was ahead of Catherine Garcia, the former sanitation commissioner, by a few percentage points. But then a few hours after releasing it, they said they issued this bizarre tweet that said they had a discrepancy. And then they took the tabulations down. They said they'd failed to remove sample ballot images used to test the ranked choice voting software, meaning they had counted an extra 135,000 records. Now, here's the thing. We already live in an era where people are suspicious of the vote counting process. People are suspicious of voter fraud. People are suspicious. They put their ballot in and they fear that the ballot isn't counted. They fear that the ballot is changed. Now, most of this is not accurate. Most of this is not proven in a court of law. But that having been said, we have seen cases uh, of, you know, misbehavior and people finding ballots in suspicious uh, circumstances and things like that. It's not unheard of. It does happen. It's not, you know, extremely common. But here's the thing. The longer it takes to count to the, the votes, the more people get suspicious about it. And then when the election commission says, here are the results Oh, wait, no, (laughs) those aren't the results. We miscounted 135,000 of them. That's, uh, you know, you you, you couldn't come up with anything better to stir up paranoia and distrust of the results or something like that. If there's a silver lining to this bad martini, it is that I think this is going to kill ranked choice voting before it really takes off. Um, It's already seems, I I was late about this in their morning jolt newsletter today that like, uh, you know, if you have very specific sense of how you feel about these five about five candidates, then it makes sense, right? If you just know there's this one guy you like and the rest you don't, well, then who you choose between two, three, four, five could actually end up determining the winner. But maybe you don't feel all that strongly about the differences amongst the folks. Yeah, I understand the first past the post system, which is what most most places use. Person who gets the most votes wins. Um, that system, for all of its flaws, it forces you to make one choice: find one guy that you like 
or find one candidate you dislike less than all the others. You know, it's not a perfect system, but it's this one. This one, who do you like third best? Who do you like fourth best? That could end up determining the winner. And I think you're just trading one set of problems for another. But even if you like this system, this is just about the worst possible rollout you could possibly have for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've talked about it. I mean, obviously, we've got the audit going on here. We've got all this craziness. People are already having issues with one thing, you know, we should always remember these are human beings and human beings inherently will make mistakes. And uh, don't confuse fraud with with making mistakes. This isn't just a mistake. This is a disaster. Every time they do something and they turn around, it's another disaster. And these these poor men and women who've been running for this have no idea where they stand. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have no idea where they stand and what to do next because it's a disaster and it's not getting any better. Yeah. And, you know, this this happens in the context of many. Look, New York City, I, I you know. I love everybody loves the city. Everybody hates the city. You know, it does not exactly engender uh, mild reactions in people. But there's there's a perception of arrogance among New Yorkers. There's a perception of them uh, being high and mighty and thinking they know better. We've already had Iowans completely botch their caucus last last year, and the sense of oh, why do these guys get to go first? They can't even you know count the votes. Their technology crashed, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now New York City is getting a, a big slice of humble pie. And of course, because it's New York, it is it is thin crust, humble pie, not deep dish. <laughs> Do you think they sleep uh, well at hey, night? Yeah, okay, uh, you can tell that we're getting the, the, maybe the jokes get worse as the week goes on. I don't know. Maybe I need some sleep, Chad. Oh, look at that! Maybe you do. Have you thought about yeah. some new Giza dream sheets? Yeah, you know. Did you know that my pillow is about more than just a fantastic pillow? Now my pillow has given the same attention that they've given to their pillows to the Giza dream sheets, and their current offer is that for a limited time you can get two sets of the Giza dream sheets for one low price plus free shipping. Yes. So imagine this: you're sliding in to the most comfortable sheets you're ever going to own guaranteed it's the world's best cotton in fact this cotton is grown only in a small region between the sahara desert the mediterranean sea and the nile river it's long staple cotton what does it mean it's ultra soft and it's breathable this is available different colors different sizes machine washable also comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited warranty go visit mypillow.com and use the promo code martini at checkout or you can call 1-800-874-0104 for two sets of the Giza Dream Sheets for one low price plus free shipping. Again, that is two sets of Giza Dream Sheets for one low price plus free shipping with the promo code MARTINI at MyPillow.com. Or just call 1-800-874-0104. Yes. We've had the good, we've had the bad, and now let's have... So we go from one coast, uh, Jim, to the other coast, which is... L.A., California. Uh, could it be masking up time yet again? Yeah, that's apparently what's happening out in Los Angeles. Los Angeles County Public Health Authorities are urging unvaccinated and vaccinated people alike to put masks on again, whether inside restaurant stores and other indoor public spaces, because they're citing the growing, growing threat posed by the more contagious Delta variant of the novel coronavirus. Now, here's the thing that's getting me. If yeah, I, I, pre-vaccination, my attitude was I don't like masks, but I'll wear them. Um, I don't think I didn't like the Karens. I didn't like the people who were jumping all over each other. And yes, I also had idiots who had not one, but two masks, both over his chin, but not over his nose, bump into me and Trader Joe's. And I was pretty annoyed by that. 
If you're going to wear the mask, wear it properly. There's no point. It doesn't do any good when you're wearing it like a chin strap, but fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, once you're vaccinated, you're protected, particularly when you're fully vaccinated. Two weeks after you got that second shot, or I think it's like four weeks after the Johnson & Johnson, you're good. Your body's generated the antibodies. The mask isn't really needed anymore. Is it conceivable that we will encounter, God forbid, some kind of variant in which the vaccines don't work against? Yeah, it could happen. But the Delta variant isn't that. In fact, scientists over in the United Kingdom studied the effectiveness of the two-shot vaccines like the Pfizer and the Moderna um, one versus the Alpha variant and the Delta variant. Delta is the one they're worrying about here. Now, here's the good news. The vaccines are 80% effective in stopping symptomatic disease from the Delta variant. Now, symptomatic means you got a runny nose, you're coughing, like you can see it. We're not talking about asymptomatic uh, infections here. Now, it's not quite as good as the 88% effectiveness against the Alpha variant. But here's the other thing. They stop hospitalization for both alpha and delta variants more than 90% of the time. Because here's the thing, what you're really worried about, like if you get the, the coronavirus and it's not that bad, it only gives you a little bit of case of the sniffles, then fine. That's a, as far as I'm concerned, that's a pretty good, that's a darn good outcome. Because your body's going to fight it off. You're not going to have any, you're not going to end up in the hospital. You're not going to end up in the ventilator. We're not going to have our, our hospitals overrun and, and, you know, running out of space and all that kind of stuff. We, you know, you know, a mild case is manageable. We don't shut down society over the flu every winter, right? You know, the flu is pretty bad. The flu is no fun. Flu sucks. Flu is really bad. But you don't end up shutting people into their houses because the flu virus is out there. The idea that everybody said, we, you know, should we be concerned about the Delta variant? If you're unvaccinated, sure. If you're vaccinated, no, you'll be fine. You, you know, it'll be a case of the sniffles at worst. Um now here's it. If you have other like really severe health conditions, if you're immunocompromised in some form, you know, if you're an octogenarian, yeah, maybe you're at a point in life where you got to worry about any kind of uh, you know virus infe viral infection or something like that. But people really shouldn't be freaking about the Delta variant as if it puts us back to square one again. Now, if you're not vaccinated, yeah, you probably should take a look at you know they're they're available in just about every drugstore now. You, you know, should do. There's no lo no longer any waits. Everybody's eligible. Get out there and do it. But man, L.A. County just wants to go right back to putting the masks back on. And the advice for telling people who are vaccinated to put wear masks doesn't make sense, doesn't line up with the science. And it really does kind of suggest that we've got, you know, uh, hyper cautious, nervous Nellies um, who really want to go back to the masking regime as quickly as possible. You know, I uh, there was a article came out today the other day. Uh, it was a poll uh, and the poll said 57 percent of Republicans believe the pandemic's over only four percent of the the democrats do and you know that's a perfect area obviously la's pretty democratic have heavily but it's not you know they'll readily admit it there's another article in the atlantic a few uh weeks ago uh asking the question why do progressives and democrats want to prolong this thing and one lady who was part of it is she's a psychologist uh, and she was saying uh most of my people that i talk to are Democrats are progressives, and she goes, and I will tell you, they're way more neurotic and will do what you ask because out of fear. And the fact that people want to even think about doing this is crazy. And again, if it's if it's if it's the flying Ebola virus gym with knives, that's one thing. I've even said at this point, look, if you've seen the movie The Quiet Place, if you go outside and you make noise, these things come and get you. At this point, we've been cooped up for so long. I think most people are like, yeah, I'm still going to take my chances. But we'll see. They won't do it statewide because Newsom's in that recall. But I want to see how this thing plays out because uh, I'm from L.A. I'll be there in two weeks. My family's from there, and they're already saying, no, we're not going to do this. This is no, yeah, this is not going to happen. 
Chad, I think what really nags at me is when you go out and you put in an announcement like this and you treat people who are vaccinated, unvaccinated the same, whether they intend to communicate this message or not, it sends the signal vaccination doesn't matter. It sends the signal that vaccination doesn't work. And that's not the case. That's not what we've seen from every reams and reams and everything we've learned about this so far. And we're trying to get people to, you know, but I have a corner post to went up earlier today. Uh, you know, it's kind of nice. People think, oh, you know, vaccinations have slowed down. It's, it's down from the peak. Yeah, we were always going to peak. We're still cl- close to 900,000 a day, the seven-day average for the past week. That's a pretty good pace when you think about the fact that 150-some million Americans are fully vaccinated right now. We, we've plucked all the low-hanging fruit. And what I'm finding rather pleasing about the, you know, the, look at the numbers. First of all, it goes up on weekends, unsurprisingly, right? So what it says to me is that people who aren't getting done on, you know, uh, vaccinated on weekdays, well, either they can't get off work. Or they, they could, but they are worried about having a reaction to the vaccine. And it happens. It's usually not debilitating. But, you know, some people run a fever. Some people get a headaches. Uh, I actually had a case of vertigo after my first shot. You know, it's no fun. Um, but, you know, you, usually you, you lie down for a few hours and it passes. It's not uh, uh, crippling or anything like that. But they don't want to have to take a sick day because they got the, the COVID vaccine. You know, we can argue about whether that's a wise decision, but I don't think it's a crazy decision. And so, okay, well, I'll do it on Saturday so that if I feel bad, I'll I have 48 hours to, to recover. That strikes me as, you know, that's fine. You know, not everybody needed to get it out, get, get it the first day that they were eligible. That's fine. But let's, you know, let's not undermine this push for getting people vaccinated by saying, hey, you know what? Even if you're vaccinated, doesn't matter. Doesn't do any good. Put your mask back on if you're in LA County because, you know, the Delta variant is out there and now we have to be afraid of it. We, we, yeah, it, it's completely undermining. It's completely contradictory. And I thought we had this the rearview mirror, but uh, apparently not, Chad. And no. now I just find myself no. wanting to sleep on Giza sheets and eat pork all day. Absolutely. And I, and I keep saying this, it, the people that aren't vaccinated, they're probably not going to wear a mask and they've, they're willing to accept whatever happens to them. So why are we trying to protect people who feel like they don't need to be protected? Yeah, you know, at some point you're banging your head against a wall. You can't, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink or get vaccinated. I guess you can't absolutely. Vaccinate a horse. Yeah. <laughs> He's Jim Garrity. I'm Chad Benson in for uh, Greg Columbus. It is three martini lunch. As always, thanks uh, for taking a listen to us today. Follow me at Chad Benson Show. Jim, where do they get you? Uh, at Jim Garrity at National Review or at the Morning Jolt newsletter at National uh, National Review. Easy to uh, subscribe and also contribute to the corner throughout the day. Always good ha- talking to you, man. We'll do it again tomorrow. Hi, it's Dana Lash, host of The Dana Show. Every day, I'm here to keep you up to speed on the most important stories and info that you need to know in your very busy life. And if you're always on the go and you want to stay connected, just download our daily podcast and take it with you. It's a great way to get up to speed on what you need to know and what legacy media may not be telling you. Visit danaradio.com and click on the podcast link or subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.